Good morning. Welcome to all of you on this, the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany, and a beautiful Sunday at that. Um, I've been here a little over a year now, and yesterday Sarah and I, taking advantage of the beautiful weather, did some exploring around town, and we found a, a Long River Road a watermark marina. It's an abandoned marina, and, and we, we wondered what was back there, so we drove back through there, and of course it's just abandoned property, beautiful property, but abandoned. And as we were coming back out, we came along a little tributary, and folks, there was a hungry alligator sitting out in the sun. That's the first alligator I've seen since I moved here to, to, to Cape Fear, so I could check that off my list of things to do at the coast. He was huge, too. I mean, he, he had to have been at least 15 feet long. He was enormous. And somebody asked, I put it on Facebook, and somebody asked, what did they eat? What did he eat? And I said, I don't know. I didn't get close enough to ask. <laughs> Whoa, it was a big alligator. There are a, a, a whole host of things happening in the context of our ministry today, not least of which is we are celebrating birthdays at the, the, uh, the fellowship time afterwards over in the ministry center. So if you've had a birthday here in, the con, in, the, in, the, in January, and I know of at least one birthday queen that's among us, um, there are several in, in the midst. We are going to sing happy birthday to you, and there will be a raffle. Is that right? A raffle for a prize. For, a, for a, a prize. Okay. I'm looking forward to seeing what that prize is. <laughs> oh no, that alligator was no prize. That was a, that was a, that was a big alligator. Um, we are not going to be producing the, the news for the pews anymore. We, we kind of did a, ran the numbers and realized that that's probably not the best use of printing costs and paper costs. Uh, we have put them online for you, so they are online. We send them out in emails on Fridays. We also made some hard copies for folks that are more comfortable with that. But some of the important information that you see regularly, like what is it that Mother Hubbard's Cupboard needs this week, um, as well as where are the different Bible study and devotional groups meeting, and what's, what are they talking about, all of that is on a new bu uh, bulletin board in the back. So if you're interested in any of that information and you need to know what's going on, check out that bulletin board. And there you can take out your cell phone and snap a picture of it, and you'll have it right there for the rest of the week. Um, but we'll see how that works. We'll take advantage of that um, as, as we go along. Let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship our great God as we stand together facing the baptismal font where we confess our sins and receive God's promise of forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, creator of darkness and light, word of truth, wind sweeping over the waters. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. God, our rock and refuge, we pour out our hearts before you. We have known you, but have not always loved you. We have wounded one another and sinned against you. We have not always recognized the Holy Spirit dwelling in each of us. Remember your covenant, renew your creation, restore us that we might proclaim your good news to all. Amen. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. God has spoken. The time of grace is now. In Jesus, the reign of God has come near by the authority of Jesus Christ. Your sins are forgiven. You are God's beloved. 
Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Compassionate God, you gather the whole universe into your radiant presence and continually reveal your Son as our Savior. Bring wholeness to all that is broken and speak the truth to us in our confusion that all creation will see and know your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I invite the children forward for the children's sermon. Come on. Jesus. 
Jesus said, let the children come. Do not stop them, but urge them on, for to these the kingdom of heaven belongs. As they grow in their faith, the church will grow strong. Jesus said, let the children come. Jesus said, let the children come. Let the children come. And here are the children. The Lord be with you. It's good to see you today. Can I show you a picture? I'm showing you a picture of, that's my middle son. His name is Jonah. And that is his and Abby's baby, Noah, my grandson. Look at that. He's pretty tiny, huh? And the reason why I'm showing you this picture is I'm going to actually meet Noah on Wednesday. Sarah and I are going to drive up to Pennsylvania, which is where he was born and where he lives, and we're going to visit with them. But I'm reminded today in the scriptures when Jesus talks about teaching others about God's love. And if you listen closely when the, the scripture is read, you'll hear that people really liked what Jesus had to say. In fact, they thought that it was very, very important, and they listened to him. They stopped whatever they were doing, and they listened to Jesus talk about God's love. Well, you know, when my son Jonah, who's an adult, he, he's nice and tall and big with a mustache and everything, I taught him about God's love, and I learned about God's love from my dad and my mom, and now it is Jonah and Abby's turn to teach Noah about God's love. Jesus teaches us that God loves us so much. How much do you think God loves us? If you were to measure how much God loves us with your hands, how big would it be? This big? Whoa, that's pretty big. Let's see. How big would it, could it, let, let, here, put your arms out again. Let's try that again. I'm going to touch your hands with mine. And let's see, James, can I put your hands like on my, on my hand on yours? Go ahead now and, and turn and, and see if we can get a nice big wide, like, like that. And go ahead and turn all the way and we're going to make a one big stretch to show us how much God loves us. Keep going. Make your hands big, real big. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. God loves us. That's, God loves us bigger than that alligator I saw the other day. God loves us so much, and that's what Jesus teaches us. It's very important to listen to what people teach us, our, our parents, our moms, and our dads, just like I taught Jonah, and just like Jonah and Abby will teach Noah, and just like you have learned from your mommies and your daddies and your grandmas and grandpas and your teachers and, and your pastor, that God loves you a lot. You think you can remember that? Let's pray. Dear God, Thank you for Jesus, who teaches us to listen, so we may learn how much you love us, that we may teach others how much you love them. Amen. Thank you for listening. You may go back to your seat. 
The first reading today is from Deuteronomy. Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord, your God at Oreb, on the day of the assembly when you said, if I hear the voice of the Lord my God anymore, or ever again see the great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, they are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the word that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods or who presumes to speak in my name, a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. Word of the Lord, word of life. Thanks be to God. Please read responsively. Hallelujah, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright in the congregation. Great, Great are your works, Majesty and splendor mark your deeds, and your righteousness endures forever. You cause to be remembered. You are gracious and full of compassion. You give food to those who fear you, remembering forever your covenant. You have shown your people the power of your works, and you have the works of your hands are faithfulness and justice, all of your precepts for sure. They shall stand forever and ever, because they are done in truth and equity. You sent redemption to your people and commanded your covenant forever. Holy and awesome is your name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All practices have the understanding. The second lesson is from Corinthians. Now concerning food sacrificed to ideals, idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Anyone who claims to know anything does not yet have the necessary knowledge but anyone who loves God is known by him. Hence, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that no idol in the world shall really exist and that there is no God but one. Indeed, even though there may be so-called gods in heaven and on earth, as in the fact that are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one Lord, one God, the Father, from whom all things are, <clears throat> all things and through whom we exist. It is not everyone, however, who has this knowledge. Since some have become so accustomed to idols until now, they still think of the food they eat as food offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not bring us close to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better off if we do. But take care, 
like this liberty of yours does not possess knowledge, eating in the temple of an idol. Might they not, since their conscience is weak, be encouraged to the point of eating food sacrificed by idols? So by your knowledge, those weak believers for whom Christ died are destroyed. But when you thus sin against the members of your family and wound their conscience, when it is weak, you sin against God. Therefore, if food is a cause of their failing, I will never eat meat so that I will not cause one of them to fall. Word of God, word of life. gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of our Lord. Grace to you, Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. I want you to think for just a moment of a teacher whom you once had, even as you reflect on that that person now, has left a favorable, lasting impression on your life. What teacher might that be for you from your past? It may have been a teacher many moons ago. It may just be a, a teacher from a class you've taken in retirement. I don't know, but what teacher is that for you who's impacted you in such a way that you cannot simply forget anything that you learned from him or her. In fact, you don't want to forget it because they made it so real for you. Their instruction touched you deeply. This is a teacher who is memorable to you. I suggest that in large part the reason that you and I have such lasting memories of this teacher that we're thinking about it's because he or she didn't simply stand in front of us and, and, and in the context of a class setting just pour information on us. 
and expect us to, to sift through it and figure out what was important, what was not. These teachers were not satisfied dumping buckets of information over the heads of their students, expecting us to learn from that method. But rather, these teachers would find ways to summon us, you might say, into the pool. First, touch our toe, test it for its temperature, and then a foot, and then go ahead and get in. They had this gift of drawing us into the content that they were so willing to, 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 to teach us and to inform us about. And so mind, body, and spirit would, would soak in what it is this teacher had to offer us. Because such memorable teachers were not teaching us information, rather they were teaching us how to have an experience with information so that they could then, we could then absorb and make this information, what we've come to know, make it our own. That's one of the differences uh, between the scribes that Mark talks about in his gospel today in these verses. Because scribes simply tried to impart knowledge, their knowledge, on people. They, they had lots of knowledge from the Torah and the, the Hebrew scriptures, the teachings of the law and the, and the prophets and the tradition, and they, they took plenty of opportunity to dump as, as much of that information on people as they possibly could, as much as it would serve them to do so. But Jesus does something very different, doesn't he? He, very early on in his ministries, modeled a, a different way of approaching relationship to the, the, the Word of God. Indeed, what it was God was trying to impart on God's people. Jesus, early on in those very first days of calling his disciples and, and speaking in the synagogue, found ways to to draw people into an experience with the information that he provided, something new. Jesus, like any good teacher, was inviting them into an experience, in this case, an experience with God's word and God's ways, like the scribes and others would not, or perhaps even could not. Here's a quote from a, a good biblical scholar, a contemporary biblical scholar named Matt Skinner. He writes, Mark depicts Jesus as the one uniquely authorized, commissioned, or empowered to declare and institute the reign of God. Through Jesus, then, we glimpse characteristics of this reign. It is intrusive, breaking old boundaries that benefited another kind of rule. It is about liberating people from the powers that afflict them and keep all creation, including human bodies and human societies, from flourishing. It is about articulating God's intentions for the world, defying or reconfiguring some traditions to do so if need be. End quote. Part of the strategy of a good teacher is to approach teaching from the perspective that whatever it is he or she is teaching, that information has a certain capacity, right? It has a, a capacity to affect positive change on the individuals who engage in it, who learn from it, students, in other words. 
Whatever information we may learn from good teachers will then somehow impact the way we see the world. And even furthermore, impact the way we enter into the experience of the world. Skinner continues, quote, At minimum, this passage provokes us to stop assuming that the way things are must always equal the way things have to be. The reign of God promises more, whether the more can be realized now or in a far-off future. We're in the kind of in-between season right now, the season of Epiphany. It's a season that follows, of course, the Christmas season, the birth narrative of Jesus, and then the revelation of who Jesus is from, from wise men who came from the West and, and from the East, and various miracles that Jesus performs, namely the, the turning of the water into wine at Cana and the calling of the disciples and all of that. We're in between Jesus coming on the scene and moving forward into calling the disciples and making them indeed teachers themselves, apostles. Now is a time in which we prepare and begin for that season of cleanse that we call Lent. It's just around the corner. It's hard to believe. In just a few weeks, we will be entering into that, that purple season in which we spend time confronting our human nature that allows things to get in the way of our relationship with God. It allows things like, um, well, forgetting to do the things that keep us mindful of God um, front and center and calls us to that spiritual cleanse. And Jesus has a wonderful way of inviting us into that as Jesus imparts knowledge, his knowledge, that brings us then into the experience of God. Ultimately, the best teachers are only as good as their students' willingly, willingness to embrace what it is that they've learned from these teachers, to really allow an experience with information to change us for the good. I know when I think of teachers from my past for whom I will always be grateful, Emil, Wilson, Priester, Parsons, just to name a few, and their passion for drawing me and so many others into greater knowledge and experience, I know my life is better for their efforts. This is what Jesus desires from Jesus' followers, is that our opportunities that we bring into the, the, the places in which we live, where we go to school, where we reside, where we work, where we enter into relationships and neighborhoods that if we bring an experience of God with us and expose others to that experience of God, then we indeed have been faithful to our calling, just as the early disciples and apostles. And so during this, this current season of the church year epiphany, we get to spend worshipful time experiencing what Jesus came to teach us. Hot on the trail started in Advent and Christmas. We are weekly doused with experiences of God who has come down, Emmanuel, God with us, all of those phrases that we've learned. But the intention is not to smother us with information, but rather as if we are wading into a pool of information and experience to have the opportunity to absorb it and for it to become a part of who we are. 
Epiphany is devoted to proclaiming what Skinner writes, Christ is visible and known to the world by the presence of the church and those who gather in faith. What's important is that we are still amazed by God's authority. I'm going to reread that. What's amazing, what's important is that we are still amazed by Jesus' authority, by his teachings and deeds potential to upend our assumptions about what's possible now and into the future. Where can we see souls set free from destructive tendencies and powers that we thought were beyond anyone's control? It resides within us. The love of God that we carry forth into all that we do. So joining the company of those teachers who have left that impact on your lives, that positive influence that even now impacts and shapes who you are and how you think, let us think of Jesus as one such teacher. Except while his life on earth lasted a few short years, generations ago, his life in us through the church is still exacting change in those who are positively impacted by his teachings. Epiphany is not simply a rehearsal of longing for and acknowledging past manifestations of Jesus' greatness and, and the gospel's power. It's also about discovering what deserves our amazement in our current and longed-for experiences. Jesus is here, and Jesus is drawing you into an experience with God that will change the way that you see the world and yourself and, and your place in this world. Jesus, as they were amazed by his authoritative, authoritative teaching, let us too today continue to be amazed and then to respond, come, Lord Jesus, teach me. What, what, what just happened? Did I set you up for something I didn't mean to? Let me, let me try this again. Come, Lord Jesus, teach us. Okay, you can say that. Come, Lord Jesus, teach us. We are your students. We are your students. Amen. And I'm going to teach you a little Zulu. So repeat after me. Tuma, Tuma. Mina. Tuma Mina. Tuma Mina Somandla. So mandla. Let's try that. And the D and the L kind of are spoken together. It's, a, it's, an, interesting, it's an interesting way of using the tongue and the dynamics of the mouth, but try it. So mandla. So mandla. All right, let's start. Tumamina. 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 Good job. We, now that we know what we're saying and the, the notes that we're going to sing, let's start it all over again, and we'll go from there. By the way, um, the Tumamina is the translation for the first verse, so we'll actually sing the first verse twice, first time in Zulu, the second time in English. Tumamina. Tumamina, 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 so 
Sorry, I, I lost my place. Lead me, Lord. Lead me, Jesus. reaffirm our baptismal faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended from the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As we celebrate Christ embodied in human form, we pray for God's blessing on the church, the world, and all of creation. <clears throat> Loving God, we pray that your example of teaching with confidence and authority builds up your church in love. May our church leaders, teachers, honor your instructions and model your inclusive ways. God of grace, receive our prayer. Renewing God, we pray for all of creation, that waterways flow clean and clear, natural spaces are protected, and our planet is healed. Let us commit to thoughtful care of the earth. God of grace, receive our prayer. Justice-seeking God, we pray for those in government and community leadership, that they lead with honor and mindfulness. May they remember their covenants and be upright in their ways. God of grace, Receive our prayer. Compassionate God, we pray for all in need, especially who have known rejection, any who struggle with long-term illness or chronic pain, those without access to safe housing or health care, and all who suffer, especially those listed on our prayer concerns. We pray for the family of Dean Brown upon his passing. God of grace, receive our prayer. Still speaking, God, we pray for our congregation, for its artists and musicians, for its educators and caregivers, that all gifts are used to care for those in need and to live out your example of accomplishment, gospel witness, and love. God of grace, receive our prayer. Eternal God, we remember all who have been teachers, mentors, baptismal sponsors, and companions in the church and in our lives. We trust that all who have died rest in your loving care. God of grace, receive our prayer. Knowing the Holy Spirit intercedes for us, we offer these prayers and the silent prayers of our hearts in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. We especially acknowledge those worshiping with us online. Peace 
with you wherever you are, and may God's love fill your environment. We turn to the, the red lights to wish those at home peace. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Cause your name is power Your name is healing Your name is life Break every I just want to speak the name 
Blessed are you, Holy One, for all good things come from you. In bread and cup you open heaven to us. Meet us at this table that we may receive what we seek and follow, your Son, Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed our duty and our joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ. By the leading of a star he was shown forth to all nations. In the waters of the Jordan you proclaimed him your beloved son, and in the miracle of water turned to wine he revealed your glory. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending Holy One, the beginning and the end, the giver of life. Blessed are you for the birth of creation. Blessed are you in the darkness and in the light. Blessed are you for your promise to your people. Blessed are you in the prophet's hopes and dreams. Blessed are you for Mary's openness to your will. Blessed are you for your son Jesus, the word made flesh. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, 
This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. With this bread and cup, we remember your word dwelling among us full of grace and truth. We remember our new birth in his death and resurrection. We look with hope for his coming. Come, Lord Jesus. Holy God, we long for your spirit. Come among us. Bless this meal. May your word take flesh in us. Awaken your people. Fill us with your light. Bring the gift of peace on earth. Come, Holy Spirit. All praise and glory are yours, Holy One of Israel, Word of God incarnate, power of the Most High, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. At Jesus' table, heaven and earth are joined as one. Come and see. Thanks be to God.
giver of every gift, Christ's body is our food, and we are Christ's body. Raise us to life by your power for the benefit of all, and to your glory now and forever. Amen. Amen. God who names you, Christ who claims you, and the Holy Spirit who dwells in you, bless you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace. God is at work in you. Thanks be to God. Please join us for fellowship in the ministry center. 